And action. You all right, mate? Huh? Oh, Jake. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was thinking about something totally. I'm still thinking about Norwich's defeat at the weekend. And, you know, it's incredible how actually our thoughts and what we think about can have a really, really negative impact on our emotions. And if I think too much about what went wrong for Norwich at the weekend, I can start to feel a little bit down and it can affect my mood. But actually, what maybe I need to do is turn it around and think, actually, I had 90 minutes sitting with my boy. And actually, even though the result didn't go away, it was a lot of fun. And I've been so absorbed by that, I haven't even had time to say welcome. And what we're focusing on this week is this whole area of our mindset, our way of thinking, because it can have a profound impact on our emotional well-being. But we're also going to focus on how it can also have a transformative effect on how we see ourselves on our overall well-being. But you know, it's not just about football, it's also about how we see ourselves. If we keep on believing that we're, we're not good enough at what we do, or we failed at something, or we're, we're not good looking enough, then that can begin to have a really negative impact, not just on how we see ourselves, but also how we live our lives. Now, I'm sure all of us at one time or another, if we're honest, battle with the concept of who we are. It is so easy, particularly these days, to compare ourselves to others or perhaps doubt something about ourselves that deep down we know simply isn't true. And I'm gonna be honest, my time at Sky, when I used to do the Premier League, I often struggled with self-doubt. I'd sometimes be sat in a studio with someone like Jamie Carragher or Gary Neville, guys who played the game at the very highest level. I'd sit there and think, I shouldn't be in a studio with these people. I'm not good enough to be sharing this space with them. But actually that wasn't true. Actually I was in that studio because I was good at what I did and I was being paid to do my job, which I had a talent for. But that little voice, that voice of doubt that so often we struggle with kept on telling me, you're not good enough. And the great thing about this series and what we're trying to do is have these kind of conversations. But we all understand that starting those conversations is often the hardest part. Question is though, where's Joanna? I'm heading to see Andy Croft in Watford, who runs a lively church called Soul Survivor. To unpack this a little bit more. Hey, Andy. Hey, Joanna. How are you doing? Good. I Welcome. see you're uh, doing a bit of cleaning. I am. Yes. Here I am polishing up our coffee oh, machine. Oh, would it's you, looking good. Would you like me to make you a coffee? I would. I would. Thanks. Great. I mean, make it, but I'm not going to drink it. You're not going to drink it? No, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> I've been practising my coffee I'll for you. I'll help you. Okay, yes. go and do it. Go on. Are you the... Um... We bash that out. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's all very professional. Do you know what? I don't drink coffee either, so... Don't you? We're going to have to give this to somebody. The reason why I don't drink coffee, Andy, yeah. is because I'm quite naturally high energy. Okay, I, I can mean, see that. Can you see? Um, so when I drink coffee, <laughs> it literally makes me like, woo, woo. You mad. Yeah. And it makes me want to dance. So I thought I could maybe ask you to show me one of your favourite dance moves. One of my favourite dance moves. Yeah. Okay. Is it like running mad? Can you handle it? Oh my word, I can't do that. All right, try go this, on, try go this. On, go on, go on. Whoa! Oh, the wave! What do you think? Yeah, I like it. It's looking good. That's, and it's, you know, yes, there's coffee. some bubbles in there. Nice. Very good. It always looks a bit of a weird colour, but... It's all right, it's good, it's good, it's good. Who wants it? <laughs> How's it? Oh, it's a bit of a 
know what? Not bad. Is it right? Not bad. There you go. You got a not bad. What a relief. I'll take it. And Jess knows coffee. You're welcome. <laughs> so you clean, you make coffee. Yes, that's, that's You leave the church. It. I mean. Yes. This is awesome. So you're definitely the right person to speak to. I hope so. Because we are thinking about our mindset, our well-being mindset. Yep. Now, I kind of want to know, why is it so important that we get this right? Why is our kind of our thoughts and our perspective so important? Well, I, I used to think that we, we couldn't control what we thought about. I used to think you just thought about whatever you thought about. I don't know about you, but one of the things that I found in life is that so much of the battles that we fight ha happen in the mind. The way that we think affects our decision making, it affects how we feel about ourselves. And when we're in a good headspace, generally we make better choices. And when not, uh, then we, we end up going down the wrong path. And, and I remember reading through the Bible and just being struck by how much it talks about setting your mind on certain things. So, so it literally says, set your mind on things above, not on things below. Uh, Paul says in Philippians, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is trustworthy, think about such things. And I just thought there can't be all these commands to set our minds and think about things if it's completely outside of our control. So you talk about being in a good headspace. Yeah. So how do you get yourself into a good headspace? I think uh, a lot of it comes down to, at its heart, knowing who you are and being at peace with who you are. You know, talk about, we talk about people who are they're a really secure person. You know, they really know what they're about. And all of us, every human being, is on a bit of a journey, I think, with that as a destination in mind. We want to get to the point where we, we're secure in who we are, yeah. How you get there, um, I think it's, it, for, for a Christian, it yeah. starts with knowing what God thinks about you. Mm. Uh, what the gospel shows us is that we find out who we are when we find out whose we are. We find out who we are when we discover who we belong to. Right, and that's God. So yeah. how important is our relationship with God when it comes to our mindset and identity? Like, talk us through that. One of my favorite pictures of it in, in the Bible is when Jesus is baptized. Mm. And it's before he's done anything in terms of his ministry hasn't begun yet. It's right at the start. And he goes down into the water and he comes back up again and the Father speaks from heaven and he says, this is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. And I've always just clung on to the fact that that happens before he does anything. Um, he just has this affirmation right at the beginning. And um, in terms of what that means for us, when we become followers of Jesus, when we say yes to God, we become adopted. We become his kids, his daughters, his sons. And so those words he speaks over Jesus, he speaks over us. And um, I've often thought, you know what, if I really believed the Father knew my name, if I really truly got, not just in my head, but in my belly, that the Lord of heaven and earth called me his son, how my head would lift. And, and how my feet would just be so grounded. And the gospel is that message that for anyone who says yes, you become adopted and you become a child of God. But what about, you know, when things go wrong, when we mess up, yeah. you know, obviously no one's perfect, we're all on this journey. How can we still feel secure in that love and in that sense of who we are mm. when things start to go awry? 
I, I mean, I think there's, there's several things. One is, I found it really helpful in recent years to recognize that the mind is a little bit like the body and that it needs to be fed. Then it can be fed junk food or it can be fed health food. And we realize this is, this is truth and it's f the truth sets us free. Then it's learning to feed ourselves with that truth. And the point isn't memorizing scripture. The point is internalizing truth. One of the things that, again, for me, I've just been trying to ponder is the Father speaks over us. The one who knows us inside out, he knows all of our weaknesses and all of our struggles, he names us and he speaks over us and he says, you're my child. And he does it day after day after day. When we receive that, our mindset begins to change. What I find is, gosh, there's an area that I struggle with. So what I need to do is I need to think about my diet. What truth from the gospel do I need to start chewing on? So I might feel like God's going to abandon me. You know, I just feel like he's despair. So then it's like, let's just pick up this, this promise that he's faithful and just meditate on that. It might feel like God judges me based on my performance. So let's pick up the fact that it says in Ephesians 1 about how he chose me before he even made the world. So the world wasn't made, let alone Andy being made, and he picked me then. So what yeah. could I have done to deserve it then? Nothing. Yeah. And so I can chew on that for a while. And then it's like as we begin to do that, it really does begin to work through our system and break down old habits um, and birth new things. And as you say, renew the mind. Yeah. That is incredible. Thanks, Andy, for taking the time out to chat to us. You're so welcome. And showing us how to make coffee. Yes. That was pretty brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm off and I know Simon's going to be digging into this more later, but um, I'm going to leave you to finish cleaning. I'm going to make another coffee for somebody else. Okay. See you See later. Ya. See ya. So in this episode, Joanna's taking the Mini out for a bit of a spin. I'm holding the fort down here in the beautiful Shoreham on the Sussex coast. And it's given me a chance just to get out for a few walks. And I don't know about you, but I find walking really helpful, particularly when I'm stressed, I've got a lot on my mind. It's just a great way just to unload a little bit. And it's given me a chance to have a think about how we as human beings often want to feel safe. We want to feel secure. And often we find our safety and security in perhaps our jobs, in our finances, in our relationships, or perhaps just keeping a roof over our heads. But we also know that sometimes in life, things don't feel particularly safe or secure. And when that happens, it can have a really negative impact on our well-being, and particularly on the way in which we think. And that was definitely the case for me when I cast my mind back to 2017, the first half of the year. Everything's good, family life is good. It's myself, my wife Gemma, and my boy Ethan. I've got a great job at Sky, but then in the November of that year, everything changes. My wife falls suddenly very ill. She gets diagnosed with blood cancer. And just three days later, she's gone. My world, its safety and security has gone in the space of three days. It's been obliterated. And I'm worrying about my finances. I'm worrying about how I bring up an eight-year-old boy who's now gonna have to do life without his mum. Everything that felt certain now feels horribly uncertain. And I'll be honest, the only way I got through that was changing my mindset. Yes, it took a while to get there, but it was the realization that life was still there to be embraced. The pain of loss was always gonna be there, but life was still there to be embraced. And it was a change in my mindset that changed everything. And I guess what we're trying to do in this particular episode is ask the question of you, well, who are you? Are you someone who has a really positive mindset? Do you have a strong sense of identity? Or actually you're watching this knowing I need to grow and I need to change. But when we know that, we kind of want answers. Well, Joanne has been to see someone who's faced all of these kinds of challenges and come up with some pretty extraordinary conclusions.
I'm here at Ferry Meadows in Peterborough to meet with psychologist Kate Middleton. We've been driving these minis around, okay, and I was thinking this, if my life or my well-being was like a mini, my mindset and my thoughts would be a bit like the steering wheel, because they can really send me off in a different direction if I, you know, either good or bad. But how important are our thoughts to our whole life? How important are they? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because our internal world is something that so often we just don't think about as adults. The mm. foundational beliefs that you have about yourself, your security, your safety, they, they all shape your, your thoughts and your responses to the everyday events that you come across. But while we might think about maybe the surface stuff, we often don't think about what underlies it and what shapes that stuff. But what we know as psychologists is that really influences your emotions, your responses, and not even just that, but the, the potential of who you could be. All that stuff is really strongly influenced by the way that you think and the stuff you believe. The more we can understand why we're reacting how we do, the better, like people often say to me, like, what difference will it make if I understand it? It doesn't change anything, mm. but it changes everything. Yeah. Because if you don't understand, you can't make choices. You're yeah. just reacting. Yeah. So Kate, when you become self-aware and you really know where you're at, you know why you're reacting the way you are, how can you move forward? I think what's always really interesting here is the balance between teasing apart who you are. So what is it about the way I act and react? that is actually just part of the amazing, wonderful, messy person that I am. Because none of us are perfect. Mm. Every personality side has a good side and a shadow side, a less good side. Your best points on the flip side may be you on your worst days reacting in not so good a way. But some of that's who you are and you don't want to change that. That's a good thing. Mm. On the other hand, sometimes there's things that have shaped you, things that have influenced you, that are out of date or they're causing problems or they're linked to some emotional pain. And working through those things can free you up. You can change the way that you think. You can understand it better and then you can ask some good questions. Do I want to live by this rule for the rest of my life or do I want to change it? And that process takes time and it, it's, it can take some work. It takes some space, sometimes even some therapeutic space, someone with a really good skill to help you explore that. But it can release you and it's about like what does the best version of you look like? What do you look like released to your fullest potential? Well-being is about having the, the best, fullest, most wonderful experience of everything that life has to offer. And how can stress impact our mindset? Yeah, so stress is really interesting because stress is something that affects the whole way that you function as a human being and the interaction between your physical self and your emotional self, your thinking self, is really powerfully seen in stress because it triggers this complex system that links your body and your brain. And what's really interesting is when we think of stress, we tend to think of things that are distressing, that we know are stressful. So like my teenage daughter will say to me, stop stressing out. That's what she thinks of as stress when I'm emotionally stressed. But actually, stress is anything that requires your brain to act, to react, to respond. Yeah. So it could be a really good time in your life, but it's just really busy. You've got a lot of things you're juggling, a lot of things you're dealing with, yeah. but it's stressful. And, and stress operates on the same system as some key emotions, mm -hmm. like anxiety, frustration, they're on the same physiological system. And what's interesting is we all have a kind of crisis point 
on our stress system, like how much we can literally keep juggling, yeah. that we get to a point where we're at risk of being overwhelmed by it. It's like, if you think of your stress level as like the water level in a pool, it's like there comes a point where literally if, if things keep getting thrown at you, you could go under. Yeah. And, and little things that normally wouldn't bother us, they're like waves in the pool. So a wave when your baseline is low is not a problem, but when it's right up here, something little can feel really big. So when life is under pressure, it changes the way that we act and react. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I like to talk about what I call echo emotions. Sometimes yeah. there's something about that present moment. You know, somebody said something to you that in that moment is quite innocent, but it's, it's triggering an echo of something in your past that's emotionally really powerful. So it switches on this powerful emotional reaction. And that means your response in the moment can feel disproportionate or, or weird. Can you give us some practical advice on how to assess where we are with our mindset. Yeah, I think a lot of that is about the spaces where you can ponder that stuff. So it is about the headspace to do that well. And, and a lot of this literally requires restructuring, analytical work in your mind, and I think we can underestimate that. And what's great is the variety of those spaces, and they're all really good. So sometimes that's about space just on your own. You know, where do you get away from the demands on you? Where do you get space where all the noise in your life can die down and you can just ponder, hold stuff, contemplate stuff, have some quiet? Yeah. Where can you have chat space with people who know you really well and, and who you feel safe and secure enough with that they can challenge you on stuff? Because not everyone can do that. But also then sometimes some analytical space to help you shape and understand better what's going on in your own mind. That's great. And if you've got any last kind of pieces of advice about our mindset well-being, that would be amazing. I think my top tip would be about expectation. You know, so much of our culture now is about trying to become this superhuman person. And when I talk to people about well-being, and particularly emotional health, emotional well-being, or even achievement, well-being in other areas, I find what they're expecting, what they're hoping, is that I will have the, the tricks to make them superhuman. So to never experience negative emotions again, to never react badly to something ever again, to, to sort of somehow eradicate all of that stuff. But that's not what being human is. And actually being well, having good well-being, better self-awareness, better emotional health, all of that doesn't create this superhuman version of you. But what it does is it means you can hold the good and the bad. You know, good well-being isn't about never experiencing difficult stuff. It's about holding that mix really well. So take the pressure off yourself. You don't have to be perfect. It's about understanding why you've acted and reacted the ways that you have so that then you can make better choices. Yeah, brilliant. Kate, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank yeah, you. It's been great to talk. Welcome home. Oh, hello. <laughs>So we've been looking at identity. Where do we find it? And why is a strong sense of our identity important to our well-being? Building a strong, secure foundation and focusing on things that are constant in our life rather than things that just come or go can really, really help us. Now, it shows us that our mindsets can really be worked on and gives us hope that we can work on our mindsets too. Simon, what do you think about all this? Changing mindset 
changing position. Well, you know, from what Joanna's been saying there, what is obvious is this journey of working on our well-being mindset isn't a particularly easy one, but it's one that we're all on. Changing the way that we think is gonna take practice. But I think on this one, we have to ask ourselves some quite, let's be honest, tough questions. We need to be honest with where we're at and exactly how we see ourselves. And if there's something that needs to be worked on, be confident in the fact that we can change. I know there's certainly some areas in my life that I definitely need to look at. So before we go, Joanna, be honest, what changes do you need to make? Yeah, I think, do you know what? Just recognizing that I can do something about it is really key. That I don't just have to wake up in the morning and if you know my mindset is set in a certain way, I can actually take ownership of that and do something about it. I think that's a really key thing for me. But what is it that you guys are gonna take away from this session? Let's just get really honest with ourselves and take it from there. Simon. And thank you so much for going on this journey with the two of us because we know that these things are not easy. I know that from first-hand experience, but please do keep the conversation going. And if you haven't started it yet, why not? Maybe make that one of your things that you do over the next few days. Next time, we'll be looking at physical well-being as I continue my journey to Wolverhampton, Peterborough and Leeds. It's non-stop. We'll see you then.